Welcome to the Watering Hole Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Riemann. The Watering Hole is a place to come and quench your thirst for meaning, nourish your hunger for inspiration, and feed your need for connection. Featuring inspirational talks, curious conversations, mystical meditations, and other artistic expressions, exploring themes on life, spirituality, nature, mystery, and so much more. So meet me at the watering hole, and together, let's drink from deep waters. It's so easy in these times to believe that life isn't good, that people aren't good, that goodness and beauty and blessing are things that are rare and fleeting, if at all. You know, we're conditioned by an education system that tries to control teachers and standardize students to become productive workers for corporations that have more rights than we do. We're told that we have to earn our living, that our right to be here is based on how productive we are, how much money we make, how many things we accomplish, And so day after day, we get up, we do our work, we tend to the needs of our relationships or our families, and then we do the chores. We cook, we clean, we shuffle the kids or the grandkids from here to there. We carry out our responsibilities so that we can have a roof over our head and food on our table so that we can pay the bills And then we wake up and we do it again and again and again. With the gnashing of 24-7 bad news in the background, perpetuating fear and division, it seems almost intentional that our sense of life's magnificence is dulled or drowned out. When we're just living to pay the bills, trapped in a job that feels meaningless or micromanaged, consumed so much by the demands of a routinized life, wonder, joy, and awe begin to feel like extracurriculars that we can opt out of. It's easy to lose touch with the power of blessing when we feel pinned to the mat by life's blows whether from lost relationships, scarcity of resources, deficient connections with self, others, or nature, or any other of a long list of challenges individuals are facing today, not the least of which is living amid a pandemic. Going through the motions of life, living mechanically from one day to the next dulls our senses, shrinks our world, and imprisons us, making it difficult for us to see and experience the blessings about us. Now, there are lots of reasons that we stay in our self-created prisons, but mostly it comes down to fear and frustration, which leads to our forgetting that life is good fundamentally, fundamentally, which is to say that life, this 
universe and everything in it is a blessing. Blessing is a force. It's an energy that gives life and brings forth more life. To bless is to tap into that energy of goodness with which creation was created and continues to create. This force is something that all spiritual traditions point to. It's called chi or prana or the Holy Spirit, the breath of life, the spirit of life. In Islam, it's called baraka, which means blessing power. In the Hebrew scriptures, this blessing power is described in the first chapter in Genesis in the creation story there, which uses the word tav to describe the goodness, the blessing inherent in the process of creation and in creation itself. Now, most of us are probably vaguely familiar with the word tav because of hearing it in the Jewish saying mazel tav right? Which means, you know, good luck, mazel tov. But as sometimes happens, some words empowered by context and culture get lost in translation or reduced in relationship to their original intention. But the explosive power in the word tav can be felt right from the beginning in the Hebrew scriptures. It's the one word that God in the story uses to describe the process of creation and that which is created. Looking at it in this context, specifically in the verses about seeds, conveys a much deeper and more expansive understanding of what the word really means. It's written in the first chapter of Genesis, God said, let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seeds and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good, that it was tav. In these two verses, there's a beautiful progression of movement. God calls forth the seeds embedded in the earth in creation. The earth creation brings forth those seeds with the seeds of future life in them. And this is the process that is tav, that is good, that is blessing. What's being described here as blessing, as tav, is the entire process of life, which is contained and symbolized in the seed. That which is good is the seed which dies. It dies in the ground to grow roots and shoots until the plant matures, blossoms, and bears fruit containing seeds of its own, which also die to root 
and shoot, blossom and bear fruit of their own. This is Tav. Anything that produces life and contains the potential for more life within it is Tav, is good, is blessing. If a tree drops seeds, but none of them grow, no top, no good. If a tree drops seeds and then some of them grow and become trees of their own, but none of the new trees have seeds of their own, no top. This is why genetically altering seeds so that they don't regenerate, but have to be purchased every growing season from big corporations is an affront to humanity's partnership with earth and an abject raping and sterilization of earth's own goodness and power to regenerate. And the fact that we have to fight for something so essential to life as the integrity of seeds speaks to the real drama of this present time. That we have to fight to preserve and protect what is good, what is most fundamental and sacred to life. This is the challenge of these times. The regenerative power contained in seed, the power of becoming inherent in creation, as evidenced in the acorn becoming an oak or the caterpillar becoming a butterfly or you and me beginning as seed and becoming who we are now and growing into who we will yet be. This is the process that is top, that is good, that is blessing, that is gift. And each and every one of us know that Death is part of what is necessary for regeneration, for rebirth, for new life. And I'm not talking about, you know, past lives or future lives, what happens after we physically die. I'm talking about the fact that each and every one of us experience death in life. Death of loved ones, loss of jobs, loss of meaning at times. And all of this is part of the process of top, of creation, of good. As David Stendhal Rost says, blessing, this energy of top, of goodness, is the lifeblood throbbing through the universe. It flows into us as blessing and it wants to flow out of us as blessing. As Lawrence Kushner writes in today's reading, we have to ritualize our love of life. We have to ritualize our love for life. Blessing is that power, that act, that intention that gives life, that savors goodness and inspires kindness. Blessing is a force that can actually ease the way. Think about what it means to give someone your blessing. When I give my blessing, I'm saying I support you. I see you 
and I see your heart's desire and I give myself in whatever way I can to make those things, your heart's desire possible for you. And blessing isn't the prerogative of just a few. It's not the prerogative of ministers, priests, rabbis, and imams. It's something each and every one of us is, first of all, it's something each and every one of us is, and it's something each and every one of us can do. And it can be done in simple ways, right? Sharing a smile with the clerk or the, a cashier, engaging in acts of kindness, doing something just for the love of it, just for the love of it, for no other reason, but for the love of it, because it in itself is enjoyable, is good, is heart-filling. You know, I, I paint not to produce something, but just for the love of it. I play music, not well, but it doesn't matter. I do it just for the love of it. Because when we do those things, we are tapping into that energy of goodness that is flowing through us and through the universe. And it lifts us. This is the secret heart of the whole adventure of blessing. It's not the invention of what's not there. It's not the gaze, glazed-eyed belief that the innocent energy of goodwill can alter what's destructive. Blessing is a more robust and grounded presence. It issues forth from the confident depths of the divine spark in the heart of all creation. That divine spark resides in you and me and its vision and force can transform what's deadlocked. It can transform what's been dulled. It can transform the predictable. When we bless, we literally call the force of the infinite, the highest most authentic self into action. Now, a spirituality of blessing doesn't deny the broken, torn, and painful reality about us, but it is to say, and emphatically so, that we don't enter this life as blotches on existence, as sinners, as beings that have to earn life or a living, we burst onto the scene and into the world as original blessings. I mean, think about the first time you meet a newborn. I don't know about you, but I have never, not once in my whole 54 years, had an experience of holding a newborn or an infant and having anything but a sense of joy and hope and potential. Uh, in, in my heart and in that experience. Not once have I ever held a newborn and thought, oh, another sinner <laughs> born, into, born into life. I've never once thought that, not once. Infants, just like you and me, are full of hope 
and promise and potential. We come in equipped with energy, imagination, intellect, wisdom, and love. It's in us. It's in us. And it is available to us every moment. And still, we have to choose it. I mean, let's not downplay or dismiss that the minute we are born, we begin to be conditioned by a culture and a society that would have us do its bidding rather than be true to who we are, to the blessings that we are. And so, as the words of Deuteronomy say, before us is blessing and curse, life and death. Choose life. Choose blessing. We choose blessing every time we give hope. We choose blessing every time we do an act of kindness. And we choose death when we, when we give in to fear, when we give in to greed, when we give in to protecting ourselves and selfishness. And so this is something that we have to cultivate over time. We have to choose it again and again and again. Small acts done with love make a difference. They actually make a difference and they buoy not just the receiver, but the giver too. The challenge facing each of us is to resist getting pulled into fear and believing as true the stories being presented to us that life sucks, that life will always be hard, that we're stuck in a mechanized, meaningless life, that people in general aren't good and can't be trusted, that we can't trust ourselves or these bodies, that we can't trust the goodness of the planet that gives us life and sustains us. Or worse, that nothing can be done to seed and create new stories of blessing. That's why cultivating a spirituality of blessing, a life based in blessing, is so countercultural and frankly challenging, difficult in a way to maintain. And why the words of the late Reb Zalman resonate so deeply. He said, one of the greatest needs this planet has for healing is blessing. It is underblessed. Underblessed reality is like empty calories. A blessing enhances possibilities for good like an enzyme for growth, like a catalyst in a chemical process, blessings serve to help a living process surmount the barriers that might obstruct it. And that's why we need to do what Lawrence Kushner suggests and ritualize our love for life. How do you ritualize your love for life? How do I ritualize my love for life? Gathering here weekly is one of the ways that I do that. Savoring a good cup of coffee consciously is one of the ways I do that. I've said this before, but I, when I wake up every morning before I get out of bed, first thing I do, I wiggle my toes. 
It's one of the ways I ritualize my love for life and it reminds me that life is good. And the minute my feet touch the ground, I say silent to, silently to myself, I bless this day. I bless this day. Another way I do that, I ritualize my love for life is just by taking walks in nature. No objectives, it's not a hike. I'm not trying to get from here to there. I'm just being at one with what is. And that's when I realize that what really is, is good, is good. My heart's desire, my deepest desire, and I think we share this, is to live in a way that enhances possibilities for good to be a catalyst for growth. That's the intention with which uh, TLC was planted as well, to be a catalyst for good and for growth. And so in this time, which has its fair share of darkness and coldness, brokenness and fear, engaging in blessing, Cultivating a spirituality of blessing may be the most transformative thing we can do to transform our own lives and to transform the lives of, of those in our little corner of the world. So this week, spend some time not just thinking about the ways that you ritualize your love for life, but actually do them. Maybe Come up with a new one so that you can be reminded, so that we can be reminded and be reminders amidst all the bombardment that would have us believe otherwise, that we are good, that humanity is good. And if you're anything like me, that, that belief has been challenged. It has been challenged this last year. And so we've got to do what we can to hold on to it. And cultivating a spirituality of blessing is one thing we can do. And it's one thing we can do today and one thing we can do pretty easily. Thanks for listening, everybody. I look forward to meeting you right back here at the watering hole. And as Mary Oliver said, Go easy, be filled with light, and shine.